Some of these people actually believe that we could win a limited nuclear war. And by we, I mean they think they could survive in their bunkers. And that's what we're dealing with a demented, delusional bunch of oligarchs who are accustomed to getting their way because they, they think they've used psychological warfare or what they call hybrid warfare to weaken our resistance to these policies. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. What was Harley Schlanger talking about in that clip? He's talking about the stay behind deep state Bush Clinton, Obama, Zionist, Satanist cabal network of people that are hell-bent on ushering us all into World War III, regardless of what we the people want. They've blown up the Nord Stream pipeline. They've been caught with their pants down, and yet that still won't stop them from rabble-rousing with Russia in ushering us closer and closer to the precipice of World War III. Before we start this one, friends, just a quick word about our sponsor. Noble Gold Investments is pleased to tell you gold was the best investment class for 2022. According to longtermtrends.net, gold outperformed the S&P 500, the Dow, and Bitcoin in 2022. Noble Gold Investments helped thousands of clients buy real physical gold. And although past performance is no guarantee of future results, what are you waiting for? Join thousands of others by opening a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments. Invest with Noble Gold Investments before the end of this month and you'll get a free one quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You really can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five star reviews. Call Noble Gold Investments at 877-646-5347 for a no pressure consultation. And if you're not ready to invest, download the Noble Gold Investments Gold Investment Guide. Scroll down below and you'll find the link in the description box. For mobile users, click the More button to find that link. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. I hope you're feeling blessed by God himself today. You know, friends, we've got our backs up against the wall as our republic is being shredded by the imposter-in-chief and uh, that State of the Union the other night, well, it makes me wonder if that's not an oxymoron. I don't think there's much of a union left at this point. We're going to discuss that and so much more with Harley Schlanger. You can find his daily updates at LaRoucheOrganization.com. Harley, welcome back. Hi, Sean. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, sir. Look, I'm not sure if you caught the State of the Union address, but Ben Garrison summed it up quite nicely in this cartoon. Everything coming from this man's, or at least what's left of his brain, through that mouth is a lie, the lie delivery system. So I love this, Harley. Joe speak. What he says, hey, Jack, what's it mean? Angry lie incoming. <laughs> True story. He loves to say that, which is a made up story. Have you heard some of his made up stories, Harley? He's been caught time and time and time and time again, just making stuff up out of whole cloth. The timelines don't even add up. When he talks about personal things like giving a purple heart to his uncle, the timelines don't make any sense. I mean, he's off by a decade. When he says, come on, man, it means you noticed my lie. When he says, seriously, it means you can disregard what I'm saying. And when he says God's honest truth, well, that's just pure blasphemy. The man is a puppet in chief, and it's all part of the humiliation ritual. Where does it end, Harley? Well, that's the that's the big question. At, at what point will the American people stop putting up with this? Uh, I think what we're seeing, which people in the United States don't really know, is the rest of the world is moving away from the United States and not from the American people, but from our government, from the Biden administration, from the continuity, really, going back to Clinton, the two Bushes, uh, Obama. You know, we've seen one disaster after another. I mean, Biden may be the worst, but he's following a, a long line of, of people who lied, who, who used corrupt policies uh, or used the military to impose corrupt policies. Uh, look, what, what happened today is, is really instructive because I think there, there are two things going on besides the soap opera in the United States. One is, that the situation in Ukraine is becoming very, very dangerous for the globalists. Uh, Zelensky made a surprise trip to London today. 
He met with King Charles. He met with Boris Johnson. He met with Sunak. And the British said they're going to start providing aircraft. Now, it's an interesting point here. When the Brits launched their most recent air, um, uh, aircraft carrier, they had to borrow planes from the United States to put them on the decks to make it look serious. They're a disaster militarily and economically. But they're talking about putting pressure on the United States so we'll provide aircraft to Ukraine. It's not going to matter. But it could provoke the Russians to carry out strikes against Western Europe. The talk in London is that Crimea must be hit. You need long-range missiles to do it. You need aircraft and you need tanks. If they go after Crimea, Crimea has been Russian for most of the last 300 years. And Putin will defend Crimea with everything he's got. But the second thing that's going on is the move away from the dollar. And Sean, I know you followed this, but at, at Davos, the two words that kept coming up were not Ukraine and tanks, but deglobalization and de-dollarization. Many nations are moving away from the U.S., moving away from the U.S. dollar, because the dollar is not an American entity. It's controlled by the city of London and Wall Street, and it represents a form of colonialism and slavery to people who live in the developing sector. And so we're seeing an emergence of a powerful counterforce to a declining dollar economy, which includes the taking the, the use of national currencies as opposed to the dollar. Uh, there, there are many things we can say about this, but I think what Americans should realize, what your listeners should realize, is that we're not in a, a one-way uh, high speed toward doom. There are potentials for breaking out of this. And I think one of the interesting things also is the February 19th March on Washington, which is bringing together conservatives, libertarians, and uh, left activists against the war. So, you know, we have a potential majority that's just fragmented by the censorship and the lying media. We've got to get the message out. The world is moving toward a new direction. The U.S. is going down the, the, the sewer. But that's not the American people. It's up to the American people now to reassert their traditional independence and their feistiness in defending their freedom. You know, I like the word feisty you just used, because when watching the State of the Union and watching the reaction from many of the Republicans as this man openly lied and he did it repeatedly, it got quite feisty as Marjorie Taylor Greene and others openly yelled liar. So it's really becoming a bit caustic here in, and feisty here in this country yeah. as this man openly lies on a daily basis and in the state of the disunion speech. And by the way, if Ukraine is so important to this man, probably child trafficking, et cetera, but if Ukraine is so important to this puppet, why can't he remember the name of the Ukraine ambassador? Listen to this. We stood with the Ukrainian people tonight. We're once again joined by Ukrainians ambassador to the United States. She represents not her, just her nation, but the courage of her people. Ambassador, is, our ambassador is here. United, we're in uniting our support of your country. Will you stand so we can all take a look at you? Yeah, he can't remember her name. He can't remember his own name. All he does is make up lies. Why can't this man remember anything, including the ambassador to Ukraine's name? Well, I think the obvious point is that, that he's not the president. And I, I don't mean that he didn't claim the victory in the election. He's not making any policies. The policies are being dictated by a crew of an establishment, which includes U.S. and British intelligence. It includes the State Department, the permanent bureaucracy in the State Department. And it includes Wall Street and the city of London making the policy. That's why Zelensky is in London right now. But I, when we talk about feisty, let me just go back a second to what I was saying earlier about the global South, because this should give Americans a certain sense of confidence in taking on the imbecility in our own government. Uh, Prime Minister Modi was in Italy today, and he was there to talk about expanding oil and gas use. Now, this goes against the green ideology. And he said, we're not going to be captive to green ideology 
we will not stop developing. And for us to develop India, which now has 1.4 billion people, we need unhindered access to oil and gas. And that's partly a reference to the deal that they're making to buy oil and gas from Russia and paying for it with the Indian currency. Now, another example of this was the comeuppance given to both Blinken and to Janet Yellen when they went to South Africa. You know, they were probably assuming that the South Africans would be deferential to the great power of Blinken and Yellen. Blinken was told by the South African foreign minister, don't come to our country and try to bully us. We're a sovereign nation. And when Janet Yellen went there and started talking about how the U.S. will commit money to help South Africa with the IMF, provided South Africa goes with the green policy, the South African finance minister said, we see things differently. We're trying to develop our country, and we're not going to allow you to dictate green ideology to us. These are leaders of countries that are telling the United States, telling the U.S. leaders, I should say, to take a hike. Don't come here and lecture us. And I think if the, the other thing I would say on this is if you've been watching the videos that are going viral of my young associates, uh, Jose Vega, Kynan Thistlewaite, and others who are confronting Biden, confronting Hillary Clinton, confronting Elizabeth Warren, uh, confronting AOC, accusing them of, of supporting policies that could lead to nuclear war in defense of Nazis in Ukraine. This is the kind of courage that should go viral. And so, you know, I, I think before people think all is lost, this idea of feistiness, this is part of the American tradition. We don't take a back seat when it comes to fighting for truth. Now, we have for a long time because the media is so corrupt. But I, let me just mention two other interesting things that came out in the last couple of days. One is a lengthy article in the Columbia Journalism Review. And if you haven't seen this yet, Sean, you should take a look at it by Jeff Gerth a former New York Times reporter, and it's called The Press Versus the President. Now, he's a former reporter for many years for the New York Times, a Pulitzer Prize winner, and he eviscerates the New York Times and the Washington Post for their coverage of Trump and Russiagate, points out that it was fraudulent from the beginning. It was taking lies from the intelligence community and presenting them every single day, even as they were being discredited. Now, that's kind of interesting that we're having someone from within the establishment media stepping up. Then secondly, today, uh, an article was, was written by Seymour Hirsch, the very well-known investigative journalist, on the U.S. blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. Now, we're beginning to get people to have the courage to tell the truth, including people on what used to be the inside. Uh, Hirsch is one of the most decorated investigative journalists going back to uh, Vietnam. So, you know, in, instead of, and when you mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Matt Gates gave a, a very fiery presentation about the war in Ukraine also. Why are we spending so many tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars uh, in a country that has very little impact on the United States? Now, the reason why this is the case, why we're continuing, why NATO is continuing the war against Russia, is because of this shift toward a new financial system. And I'm not talking about a central bank digital currency. That's not what Russia and China and Indonesia and Brazil and other countries are doing. They're talking about the old-fashioned American system, physical economy, investment in real goods production, in infrastructure, in scientific advance, and technological innovation. And what are we doing in the United States? We're building uh, solar panels and, and wind power. And again, we just had another freeze in Texas where the solar energy and the wind panels didn't, the, the windmills didn't work. So the rest of the world is not going to go down the tubes with the United States. The problem is the United States has the capability to launch a nuclear war, to provoke a nuclear war. And so, you know, we have to have an aggressive mobilization inside the United States, calling out the lies. So when you see Marjorie Taylor Greene get up and, and challenge the president, that's the kind of uh, spunk that's necessary. And I, I would, again, urge people to go to the LaRouche Organization website 
and look at some of the confrontations we've had in, in which we've taken on people like Biden, Schumer, and others directly at their meetings. Uh, the one with AOC was classic because she was just standing there with her mouth hanging open because a, a Hispanic uh, activist from her district who said he supported her, now he sees that she's joined the establishment and is a liar just like the rest of them. She had nothing to say. So we have to take them on. And, and I think we're starting to see that kind of uh, resonating in the population, a sense that something must be done. Yeah, there's a sense of desperation at this point amongst any of us who can think, because we know our country is being stolen from us, right out from underneath us. You said a word that I like a lot, uh, comeuppance. Not sure that you saw this, but uh, I used that as the title of my interview with X-22 Report Dave the other day, as it relates to comeuppance, meaning a punishment or fate that one deserves. And I made the argument that Albert Borla and the folks at Pfizer and the people behind the bioweapon, well, they have a fate that's coming for them that they richly deserve, and that's justice for their war crimes, their crimes against humanity. But I want to show you something else. We'll stay over the target here. Oh, by the way, another athlete has died. A 31-year-old former college tennis star dies suddenly. God rest your soul, Lily Kimball. We can talk about that if you'd like, but if we stay over the target here as it relates to Ukraine, even Elon Musk is warning of the oblivious dangers. Most are oblivious to the dangers of World War III. I just listened to an interview of Edward Dowd. He was on with Steve Bannon, and Edward Dowd said, it looks like Wall Street and the Money Masters are preparing for World War III. And Harley, my question for you is, because it takes two to tango, do you think Putin will take the bait? Well, I don't think he has to. I think the situation is becoming a one-sided walk through Ukraine, even with these weapons, if they actually get there. Uh, the, the Russians are, are now in a different situation than they were last year in February. Uh, last year in February, they were unaware of the extent to which NATO had built up the Ukrainian military, uh, which had gone on from 2014 to 2022. We now know this because Merkel and Hollande, who were supposed to be negotiating a peace process in Donbass, admitted that they used that eight-year period. They used the Minsk uh, veil under which they were carrying out a, an upgrade of the Ukrainian army. That Ukrainian army is not in very good shape. They're pulling 15 and 16-year-olds off the street and putting them into the front lines. I have a, a, a source who's a professor from Kiev who was telling me that he's seen young people being grabbed by soldiers on the street. And if they don't have the right kind of identity, they're being drafted on the spot. Now, that's not the kind. And, and by the way, they're being sent to die, being sent to die. So I think that what Putin is convinced that the meat grinder strategy they've been conducting in the last months will now be supplemented by an aggressive uh, move to finish off the fighting in the eastern part of Ukraine. And I think this is why, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Blinken apparently went to the CIA operative at the Washington Post and told him to send a message to Putin that there could be a Korea-style uh, truce. And Putin's response was, forget it. We're not going to do that. So I think we're reaching a point where the people around Biden are having their bluff called. Now, now what are they doing? This is really what the whole Chinese balloon thing is about. There are Chinese balloons all over the world, whether they're spy vehicles or not. I mean, China has satellites all over the world, as do we, that are spying on everyone. In fact, our satellites are spying on Americans. But the idea of turning this into a big issue, there was a RAND Corporation report that came out last week, and it was about the trajectory of the war in Ukraine. And what it said is we should get out of the war in Ukraine. We don't want a long war there, meaning we're going to lose it. But we're risking nuclear war if we keep escalating. But we have to be prepared for war with China. And you probably saw General Minahan sent out a message to his troops. He's in charge of Air Force logistics. And he said, be prepared for war with China by 2025. 
Now, the military industrial complex needs more wars. And this is not necessarily the Pentagon or the military, because many in the military are realizing that we're not uh, in a situation where we can win these wars, where we don't have the logistics in depth in terms of the uh, economic power, the machine tools, the, the ability to produce the amount of weapons that you would need if you're going to fight China in the Pacific and Russia and Europe. So what's the game here? They're desperate to stop this emergence of a counter financial system, one that's not based on funny money and speculation, but one that's based on investment in real economic development, uh, in funding trade and, and infrastructure in countries. That's what we should do. I mean, even if the plan to go to war is the right plan, which I don't think it is, but even if we were going to do that, we need to build up our country again. It's been dismantled, deindustrialized, dumbed down. We don't have an industrial workforce capable of preparing for a long war. And the fact that Rand put out this report is really important because Rand often sets the trend in the policy discussions that go on with the CFR types and, and the, uh, uh, the Atlantic Council types and the Chatham House in, in Britain and so on. So there's something really big that's starting to take place. Is it a recognition yet by the establishment that they've lost? Well, I think that's why they're so desperate. And that's why they're, they're going into this frenzied mobilization with tanks and everything else, but it's not gonna work. The question is, do they have a capability of forcing Russia's hand? Now today, the Russians announced they're considering revising their nuclear strategy to model it after the US. The Russian strategy is that nuclear weapons are a deterrent and should not be used in any first strike only to respond to a strike on them. The US has, a, a, under Biden, has adopted a first strike policy. So the Russians are saying, maybe we should reconsider what we're doing. So on the one hand, we're on a fast track to nuclear war. On the other hand, you know, who's going to blink first? I don't think it's going to be Putin. And I think we're seeing now in Europe, I, I don't know if you heard this, Sean, 3 million people marched in France last Wednesday against Macron, both on his economic policy and his military policy. 60,000 people in Denmark were in the streets. There are big demonstrations scheduled for Italy next week. I think the European situation with NATO and the European Union is incredibly weak and that it could break. And then the only question is, will the American population stand up and do what the, what's being done by the South African foreign minister, the, the prime minister of India, what MTG and others in the Congress are doing to speak out the truth in front of these cowardly politicians who think they can control things because they control the media. Yeah, it's so interesting. When we talk about the Great Awakening, we can see evidence of it all over the world. And it's very exciting because, you know, as Edward Dowd said to Steve Bannon, there's two big reasons why they want to push for World War III, and they're willing to go into World War III if they can get it started. It's one, to keep this financial system propped up, and number two, to bury the vax issue. Because all over the world, people are waking up to this idea that dying suddenly is not due to climate change. It's due to the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. So those are the two reasons. If World War III starts, Harley, Dowd says the financial system continues to be propped up for a while longer. The vax issue goes away. So I thought that was interesting analysis. But let's segue to this. I just want to know if you have any thoughts on this, because Turkey is a member of NATO, but they have not fully been going along with every narrative. Turkey announced it won't allow Sweden into NATO, doubled down on it this week, said it would vote against it. So what does the U.S. and the U.K., what do they do about this? they start issuing warnings to people that we hear they're gonna be terrorist attacks in Turkey very soon. So you might not wanna travel there, scaring people. So the Netherlands, the UK, Belgium, Germany, and France all closed their embassies this week as a result. Again, you can't make this stuff up. This is how these warmongers Where would these operate. terror attacks come from? Hmm, I wonder. Well, Turkey's not wondering. They know these false flag terror attacks would be set up by the United States and the United Kingdom, the same group who just blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. They have a partner pipeline with Russia called the Turk Stream pipeline. Think that's a target? Well, you'd be stupid not to. It's all about energy and resources and power. 
That's what this is all about. So, hey, Turkey, fall in line or the United States and the UK will help create terrorist attacks in Istanbul so we can get our way, just like we do in Iran, in Syria, in Yemen and other hotspots around the world. And suddenly this earthquake hits and there was lots of anomalous lights in the sky. Some people are talking about harp and weather weapons, but more than 11,000 people dead so far in Syria, we're told an enemy of our nation. I don't believe that for a second, but uh, Syria and Turkey absolutely devastated by a 7.8 magnitude earthquake. Just a coincidence, Harley. What are your thoughts on that? Well, this is important. Syria and Turkey are moving toward a rapprochement. Remember, a, a, a year ago, it looked like there might be a new war between Turkey and Syria. But Turkey, which is the largest military in NATO outside of the United States, uh, they essentially said they need to have a peace with Syria. And, and this has to do also with the Kurdish situation because they don't like what the U.S. is doing with the Kurds. They also know that ISIS and Al-Qaeda were essentially U.S. CIA operations. So on the one hand, you have Syria and Turkey coming together. Secondly, Turkey is working with Russia on developing a southern pipeline to go to Europe for, uh, through the Balkans, Greece, Italy, and so on. Uh, Turkey is withholding support for Sweden and Finland joining NATO. And Erdogan is saying, look, there needs to be a negotiated settlement. Now, I'm not saying that it's necessarily the case that they have the capability to cause an earthquake, because that's an area where there are often earthquakes. However, look at the response. In terms of Turkey, Erdogan faces an election coming up, and the NATO EU countries would love to get rid of him, the same way they're trying to get rid of Orban in Hungary. Uh, but secondly, this is astounding to give you a sense of what evil Satanists we have making policy. I'm sure you remember Madeleine Albright saying that half a million Iraqi children dying because of sanctions was a, a necessary price to pay to get rid of Saddam. Yeah. Well, Albright's protege is Tony Blinken. Blinken calls her his mentor. And you know, Albright also said, by the way, that any woman who won't support Hillary Clinton, there's a place in hell for you. Well, I think Albright is probably in that place right now. But her protégés were asked to end the sanctions against Syria because while there is aid going into Turkey, there's no aid going into Syria because of the sanctions. And I just got a communication today from a Syrian friend who said he set up a GoFundMe account to get funds to, to buy clothing for children who are freezing uh, in Aleppo. And GoFundMe sent a note saying, we had to shut down your account because of Treasury Department regulations against providing funds to sanctioned countries. They're killing children. They're killing, they're starving children in Afghanistan, in Yemen. You know, the idea that these people care about you and care about your, your loved ones is, is exposed time after time. And when, when you do the reports you're doing on trafficking and, and the pedophile international and people say, well, that's a little exaggerated. These are killers, Sullivan and Blinken. And in this sense, whether Biden knows it or not, he's signing on to it. They're killing innocent children. Why? Because the Syrians resisted regime change. They wouldn't go along with bringing ISIS and Al-Qaeda into the government in Syria. So. And then we see the same thing in their defense of the neo-Nazis in, in Ukraine. So as more people in the world see this, they have no moral standing. The question is, does the United States lose its moral standing in the world because of this, this satanic cabal? Or do we Americans regain our traditional uh, good, goodwill toward the, from the rest of the world by rising up against them? and stopping this insanity. And that's, that's the issue in front of us. And as I said earlier, I, I think we're seeing some signs that the, the, the so-called awakening is real, but it's got to go deeper and faster. Friends, just a real quick break and a word about our sponsor, 
Noble Gold Investments is pleased to let you know that gold is the best investment class for 2022. Real estate, crypto, stocks, and bonds, gold outperformed all of them in 2022. And although past performance is no guarantee of future results, what are you waiting for? Noble Gold Investments has already helped thousands of clients buy real physical gold. Open a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments this month, and you'll receive a free one quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five star reviews. And if you're not ready to invest just yet, download the Noble Gold Investments Gold Investment Guide. Scroll down below and you'll find the link in the description box. For mobile users, just click the More button to find that link. Again, noblegoldinvestments.com. Yeah, let me say one thing regarding uh, how much these people hate children. Number one, they worship at the altar of abortion. One of these Democrats is now wearing a pin proudly on his lapel. He's one of these politicians. I forget his name. He's a Democrat here in the States. He's wearing a uh, pin on his lapel that says abortion. And the O is a heart. So they love to stop beating hearts of children all over the planet, even the unborn ones. And I want to say one more thing as it pertains to overstating the plague of child sex trafficking and satanic ritual abuse on this planet. Jimmy Savile's crimes were hidden for more than three decades while he was best friends with the prince who's now the king. He was a prolific child trafficker and pedophile. Also, he was a necrophiliac, and it was all hidden until after his death, for the most part. All his crimes covered up. He never did time. He was never brought to justice. Also, Sir Edward Heath, once a prime minister, said to have been involved in the murders of as many as 16 children, and that only came out after his death. His own family says he was involved in a satanic cult. Also, we have Dutch banker Ronald Bernard, who blew the whistle several years ago and said at the highest levels, he was brought to a party where he was made an offer to sacrifice a child. He didn't do it. His career was over, but it woke him up and he spent the rest of his life blowing the whistle. So if you want to talk about me overstating the problem of child sex trafficking, let's start with those issues. We don't have to go there today, but I do want to show you this. The other plague that we have on this planet, I brought it up earlier is the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. Again, an 18-year-old athlete who suffered cardiac arrest during his basketball game is now dead. He was very healthy, now he's dead. I think Reiner Fulmick is in your neck of the woods. What are you hearing about this bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine that uh, everybody in the mainstream media is ignoring, but everybody in the alt media is talking about because it is the most perverse and obvious attack against humanity I've seen in my lifetime, Harley? Well, as, as you may know, uh, Reiner Fulmick invited me to testify before his committee, and I, I did a one-hour testimony because he wanted to pull together the picture of what is the Great Reset and the relationship between that and everything else going on in the world. So I, I was uh, invited. I did that. But he's now under attack. That One of the, the women who worked with him has said that he was in this for money. He's, he's siphoning off funds. It's the, the usual thing that's done. But look, let's go one step further. You want to look at the, the satanic policy towards human health. Look at what's being done in the United Kingdom to destroy the health service there. Whether it was a good service, socialized medicine or not, isn't the question. They're shutting down the hospitals. You have a better chance. Well, you, you're going to die in a emergency room or a waiting room, a better chance of that than that you'll actually get to see a doctor. You know, I had a, a routine test a few weeks ago here in Germany, which supposedly has a good health service. It's going to take a month before I can see the doctor again to get the results from the test. They're tearing down the health system in every single country. So, you know, it's not just producing bioweapons and things of that sort. They're destroying the medical profession. So I, I think the, the thing to look at, and, and you brought it up earlier uh, with Jimmy Seville, King Charles, he is openly committed to reducing the population of the planet. His father was even more explicit. His father said he wanted to be reincarnated as a deadly virus to deal with overpopulation. They're saying there should be less than a billion people on the planet. Now, Bertrand Russell, who's sort of the dirty birdie he was known, the forerunner philosophically of the environmentalist movement, 
Russell basically said war in itself is not good enough at reducing population. A black plague every generation or so is necessary to deal with the problem. That's the mentality of the people we're talking about that, that you just mentioned. And so whether it's the question of a bioweapon and we still are waiting for the, the US to say something about these labs in Ukraine, which we'll, we'll never hear about, uh, whether you're talking about going to nuclear war. Some of these people actually believe that we could win a limited nuclear war. And by we, I mean, they think they could survive in their bunkers. And that's what we're dealing with, a demented, delusional bunch of oligarchs who are accustomed to getting their way because they, they think they've used psychological warfare or what they call hybrid warfare to weaken our resistance to these policies. Yeah. And this is where the feistiness has to come out. And by feistiness, look, whether you agree with all the groups involved in February 19th or not, your life may depend on whether we can get a big turnout in Washington, D.C. on February 19th, but not just in Washington, rallies everywhere in the country. People should go to their courthouse with signs no to nuclear war, shut down the Biden war machine, shut down the military industrial complex. And, and I think that's, if you listen to people like Colonel McGregor and Scott Ritter, what you can see is that the situation in Ukraine is becoming desperate for Ukraine and NATO. And it creates a danger that it could escalate to uh, World War III and nuclear war. You know, you uh, used a lot of adjectives to describe these people. An additional one I would add is satanic. But uh, you say they're accustomed to getting their way. And I don't think there's a better example of that than Al Gore foaming at the mouth at Davos, screaming <laughs> at his cohorts, the people that support his insanity, yelling at them because nobody's buying the climate change lies anymore, at least those of us who can think. But uh, I want to show you one other thing here. Do you want to see what one of these demon creatures who runs interference for the bioweapon looks like. You know, I chose this thumbnail specifically because of the satanic spirit that these people are beholden to, the satanic spirit that is within them. Let me show you this. Listen to this, Harley, and you tell me if she's not possessed by the spirit of the demonic as she covers up for Pfizer and the bioweapon. When you consider how many people around the world have been vaccinated, anything that happens uh, to people who have been vaccinated uh, should not be attributed to their vaccination. It's really, really clear that these vaccines are saving lives. 20 million deaths were avoided because of vaccination just in the first year alone. So I really want to caution people about these social media reports that are linking terrible, you know, unfortunate things that have happened to especially young athletes, but really it could be anybody uh, that something, you know, terrible happens to just because that person was vaccinated um, does not link uh, the vaccine as having contributed to or related to um, somebody's uh, negative health event. So it's extremely important that people are getting information from accurate, uh, credible sources and that these uh, sort of uh, individual attributions are, um, uh, are really not uh, something that has, has any credibility to it. Brought to you by the World Health Organization. Harley, where have we heard these talking points before? Well, we hear them related to Hunter Biden's laptop, related to Joe Biden's dealings in Ukraine, uh, related to the southern border, uh, related to censorship online of conservatives by Twitter, Facebook, etc. big tech. Never trust your eyes or your ears. Just listen to officialdom. And they like to say uh, authoritative sources. I like to say authoritarian sources. But anyway, that woman's a demon creature, in my view, Harley, covering up for the all-cause mortality rise of 40% and people dying suddenly all over the planet, like the two athletes I just showed you in this interview. You know, the, the point you're making about the so-called authorities, if you look at what's been said on the Ukraine situation, where we're told that if you say that the Russians have legitimate security interests with NATO moving eastern, eastward, that you're a Putin agent. You know, as, as you know, Sean, I'm still on a list of 80, now it's 92 people, the Committee to Combat Disinformation by the Ukrainian government, which is now being exposed as just a nest of corruption. Remember, Biden 
intervene to get a prosecutor fired who is looking into corruption. And we say, well, Ukraine is a democratic country. It's a corrupt country that's being massively funded by your taxpayer dollars. But if you say that Putin had legitimate security concerns, you're put on a list. People on that list have been killed. The number one name on that list remains Helga Zeplerouche. I'm number eight on that list. Tucker Carlson was just added last week. Glenn Greenwald and a number of others have been added to the list. But we're listed as information terrorists. This is what, you remember Nina Jankowitz, the crazy woman who's being set up to run a uh, censorship bureau and under the Homeland Security? Yeah. They're, they're doing it covertly now. And I think it's important that people follow what Matt Taibbi and others are putting out from the uh, Elon Musk's opening of the Twitter files, because the media is trying to say, well, Twitter is not a First Amendment issue because Twitter is a private company. That's true. But Twitter was under enormous pressure from the CIA, Homeland Security, FBI, and so on to put out lies. That's why I brought up this Columbia Journalism Review report. It rips the mask off the lie that there was a um, Russian hacking of the Clinton campaign. All these lies have to come out. We need a total declassification of all these documents because ultimately what we're going to find, what people will find is that you're being lied to about almost everything. And this includes now the weather. You know, the, the, this is the coldest winter we've ever had or the hottest summer we've ever had. These are just lies. And they get away with it because the media is controlled by the same corporate cartels. Yeah, I've lamented that for as long as I've been doing this. The mainstream media, I call them the mainstream horror media now, Harley, because they are whores. They're bought and paid for. They're bought and paid for mercenaries, and they will do the bidding of the controllers, the people who run and own the entire system. And the good news is, I think the mainstream media's approval rating in this country is probably lower at this point than Congress's. At least that's true at CNN. By the way, they oh, yeah. keep laying off thousands and thousands of people at all of these mainstream media organizations because they can't compete in the town square any longer. Sean, imagine if you had a platform like CNN, the ability to broadcast nationally every day. Imagine what your viewership would be. CNN has had this and it's dropping month by month. And it doesn't matter if they demote uh, Don Lemon or Fire Stelzer or these other things. They're they're not news agencies, they're propaganda brainwashing centers. And I think people are tired of being told what to think. And we're told, well, Russia and the others are authoritarian. No, we have the authoritarian policy imposed on us and it's time we, we rise up against it. Yeah. All right, one more screen share. By the way, I'm not sure if you saw the Grammys. Not many people did. Viewership down another 50% this year, but a total illustration of Satanism and depravity on display for the entire world to see, at least those who wanted to tune in. Thankfully, not many did, but uh, unbelievably brought to you by Pfizer. Anyway, here <laughs> is, here's the Edward Dowd piece. I posted this over at the Phaser, Capital Markets Preparing for Kinetic World War III. That was uh, Dowd on with Steve Bannon. Thailand drops a bombshell on Pfizer. The Thai royal family is waking up to the fact that this thing is a bioweapon, Harley, because their 44-year-old princess, their daughter's in a coma after taking her third shot. Here's the piece I wanted to play. Not very long. I won't play much of this, but if you want to know the truth, here it is. The secret Luciferian covenant. If you don't think her words ring true, well, then you're just not on the same page with me and probably Harley. This is dedicated to the Jesuit the High Freemasons and the High Knights of Columbus and those that have pledged a blood oath allegiance to the Luciferians, secret society. The Secret Covenant. An illusion it will be so large, so vast, it will escape their perception. Those who will see it will be thought of as insane. We will create separate fronts to prevent them from seeing the connection between us. We will behave, behave as if we are not connected to keep the illusion alive. Our goal will be to accomplish one drop at a time so as to never bring suspicion upon ourselves. This will also prevent them from seeing the changes as they occur. 
We will always stand above the relative field of, the, of their experience, for we know the secrets of the absolute. We will work together always and will remain bound by blood and secrecy. Death will come to he who speaks. We will keep their lifespan short and their minds weak until pretending to do the while well, pretending to do the opposite. We will keep their lives short and their minds weak while pretending to do the opposite as we administer bioweapons masquerading as vaccines. Harley, all that was secret and hidden is now being made known. I think it's part of the apocalypse. It's the lifting of the veil. These people operated this way unfettered for centuries. And in my view, it's all coming out. And maybe that's why they're feeling a little trapped right now. And they're wearing their hearts on their sleeves. And we can see that their hearts are possessed by demons. I'm telling you. Well, when you talk about centuries, if you, you look at the modern Freemasonic movement, it goes back to a man named Elias Ashmole, who was funded by the British monarchy to set up the Ashmolean Museum uh, in the basement at Oxford. And this is where they launched the studies of national identity and culture. This was in the 1600s. And this is where much of what we're seeing today with so-called identity politics, with wokeism, goes back to these uh, ghoulish networks that, that created the original secret services. And that's what the person you just showed is talking about, these, these cults that because they have money and connections, think that therefore they are the rulers of the universe and that they're not bound by natural law. Now, ordinary people feel a responsibility toward each other. These people feel no responsibility toward the rest of mankind, just toward themselves and, and maybe, maybe their family members. And so, you know, those of us who are human have a compassion for our fellow man. And we believe in the idea that people have a right to organize sovereign nation states where the, you have governments that operate on behalf of the people, and the interests and needs of the people, not on, in defense of private interests. That's going to be the fight, I think, between now and, and the next election to bring this into the open. The difference between an America that goes back to the tradition of the founding fathers of the idea of a republic a federal republic, as opposed to a brain-dead democracy that's uh, essentially people being led around by false beliefs into accepting that there's nothing you can do to change things, so just find the best circumstance you can and cling to it. That's not working anymore. And I think what, what you're doing, what, what we're doing at the Schiller Institute, the LaRouche Organization, is bringing out the necessary truths, because the other side doesn't think the truth exists. They try to blot it out. We, we believe the truth is fundamental for human beings to be able to independently find for themselves what's true and then act on it. And that's what our system was set up. The, the constitutional system was set up to be a, a system of government on behalf of the people looking for these higher truths, committed to these higher truths. And that's what the fight is about now. Well, I love having you on. I knew if I played that clip, you would say something brilliant because you have a mind like a steel trap and you're such a keeper of history. And I love that about you. I was going to mention Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Illuminati, the Rothschilds, but you went to a different place, which is just as rich and just as deep. And it just speaks to the secret societies that have been operating behind the scenes for so long, unbeknownst to the general public. And again, the apocalypse, the great unveiling, is the fact that so many are waking up to the idea that these people are pledged to secret societies. They've made secret oaths, blood oaths to each other, secret pacts uh, that can be broken only by death. And that's how serious the war is. That's the invisible war, isn't it? Yeah. And they are not above killing each other for personal gain. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny. You'd mentioned that. I'll show one more thing here. The Clinton body count documentary. Guys, if you aren't really familiar with the Clinton body count, many of you are. When Bill was uh, governor of Arkansas, and you know I like to say this, Harley, I like to say that uh, the Bushes created the Clintons 
because of the CIA drug running through Mena, Arkansas, while Bill was governor. And that's when so many anomalous deaths of Clinton enemies began, or not even Clinton enemies, but people that stumbled upon the reality of the CIA drug running in Mena, Arkansas. That's pretty much when the Clinton body count started. And it's well over 100 dead people now. And you can learn all about it here at thephaser.com, the documentary about the Clinton body count. So your uh, statement's not lost on me, Harley. These people are definitely not <laughs> above killing others and even killing those in their own groups like Seth Rich. I firmly believe that uh, Clinton took out Seth Rich or Podesta. Somebody ordered his murder. Yeah, I think, the, the, you know, the, and this is why the Julian Assange case is so important. They're trying to kill him. And what's his crime? letting the documents produced by these Satanists speak for themselves. That's right. That is right. And they are squirming in their beds at night because all this truth is getting out. And no matter how hard they seem to try to cover it up, more truth comes out every single day. We, we really live in interesting times, Harley. I mean, dire times are serious times, but they're very interesting times. It's, it's very dangerous. And, you know, I have to admit, sometimes recently I've had some trouble falling asleep at night because I have, as you know, three relatively young children that I'm concerned about. But I, when you talk about the daily dose of truth, I do a 10 to 12 minute video update five days a week that's available for free to people at the LaRoucheOrganization.com. If you want to get a link from me, write to me and tell me about it. Uh, at harleysch at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. If you send me a note and tell me that you heard this discussion on the SGT report, I'll be glad to send you a link so that you can get the daily update. So that's harley, H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail.com. Excellent, my friend. We will show that right now. It's LaRouche with an E, guys, laroucheorganization.com. And uh, you can catch all of these daily updates with Harley right there. Harley, you know how much I appreciate you. And you truly do have a mind like a steel trap. So thanks for coming on today. Okay, Sean, I, I always enjoy our discussions. All right, sir. And thank you. And my friends, thanks to each and every one of you. We appreciate you so much. For real news every day, check out our site, thephaser.com and thelibertymill.com, which is back up and fully operational. And of course, the flagship site, sgtreport.com. Guys, that's the antidote to corporate propaganda every single day, 24-7. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. What I have is the FBI's copy of the protocols of the elders of Zion. And if you go, for example, to chapter 10, verse 19, it even explains that we're gonna be injecting people with diseases in order to induce the civilization to be subordinate and go along with the one world government, one world peacekeeping force, one world health organization, one world bank, one world economy.